Hi, you guys. This is Liz Ryan, and this is episode 49 of the Truth About Work podcast. We got the country in tumult. We've got President-elect Joe Biden coming in in another week. Ay, ay, ay. But we press on with the Truth About Work podcast because we have an inbox full of mail and questions about the workplace. I am very, very happy that uh, the president-elect's stimulus plan, COVID relief plan, includes raising the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour. That has been a very important goal for years. We haven't raised the minimum wage in over a decade. And that move alone is projected to bring millions of families out of poverty. I'm thrilled. $15 is absolutely the minimum that the federal minimum wage should be given the cost of housing. The cost of housing is nuts. I mean, I calculated, I remember every rent I ever paid in my life, weird thing about my brain. And I calculated the cost of rent in my very first, the very first apartment I had by myself um, on Roscoe Street in Chicago. What I paid when I got my first apartment in 1982, what it would cost now if it were tracking with inflation and what that apartment would cost now if the rent had tracked with inflation from 1982, right? Versus what that apartment actually cost to rent, it costs double. It costs double what it would have if the cost of housing hadn't vastly outstripped the increase in the cost of everything else. Makes sense? Housing is way too expensive. The cost of living is too high to have anything less than a $15 an hour minimum wage. So I am delighted that President-elect Biden is talking about that. Can't wait to see that come in. Of course, there's lots of other good stuff in his COVID relief plan, but the minimum wage one caught my eye because workplace is our topic and what I'm passionate about. It's really, really good. We need to move employment in the United States to match the rest of the developed world or the industrialized world. It's just way behind our employment laws and so much, so much. But I have questions to answer here. Christine has a question about how to get recruiters to notice and contact her. Morgan has a question about how to move from retail and restaurant jobs into office jobs. Super great question from Morgan. I have a little bit of advice for you on how to take a step in your career in 2021. And then we'll finish episode 49 with some suggestions for um, what to do about updating your resume now that it's a new year starting 2021. And it's a really good idea, even if you're not job hunting, to just pull out your resume and look at it, update it, you know. So let's dive in. Okay, Christine says, hi, Liz. How do I get recruiters to contact me, to notice me and contact me? I have been placed by recruiters before, but right now it must be kind of a drought. Okay, fantastic. Um, Christine, the number one way these days to get recruiters to contact you if you're looking for a new job is through your LinkedIn profile. That's going to be the way they find you. Years ago, recruiters had their own databases. In fact, you know, a database used to be, even before databases, be a Rolodex. Have you heard of that little thingy that sits on the desk and it spins? That's where the Rolla part comes into its name. And it has these little, little like little cards. 
and you would flip it around. Do you remember those? Yeah, Rolodex, all the names of the people you know. Then it became a database, and the database of candidates was really a recruiter's value. That was like their gold mine. Here's all the people I know. A recruiter's database of candidates is still their gold mine, but now they find people on LinkedIn. So instead of a Rolodex, what they have is their LinkedIn connection set, their LinkedIn network, right? Their LinkedIn network is their gold mine, their database, because when they have an assignment to fill, either for their own employer, if they're an internal recruiter, or for one of their clients, if they're an external recruiter, is their contact base, right? The people they know, the people who trust them. So your goal is to become part of the set of candidates that a recruiter knows and will think of when one of their clients or their own firm, if they're internal, has an opening and you might be perfect for that job. So the question is, how do you get recruiters to notice you on LinkedIn? Because that's where they're going to find you, on LinkedIn with whatever it is, 700 million more you know, users, bunch of users. How do you get a recruiter to notice you? Well, a couple of suggestions. Number one, have the keywords in your LinkedIn profile that recruiters are going to be searching the database on. They do searches. And just like Google, when recruiters do a search on LinkedIn, they're going to get 10 search results. 10 candidates are going to come up. Then there might be another page and another page. But the first page of search results is the people that came closest to the keywords that the recruiter put into the search. Does that make sense? So you want to be one of those candidates, but then you want to be on that list of 10. But here's what else you want. You want them to click through your profile and... Look at your full profile page because they just get a list of 10. And here's what they're going to see. Your name. They're going to see your name and they're going to see your photo, your LinkedIn profile photo, and they're going to see your headline. You got a headline on LinkedIn right under your name, 120 characters, including spaces, not to be a LinkedIn nerd or anything like that. Got to make that headline count for the kinds of jobs you want. You gotta have the keywords in your profile for the kinds of jobs you want, and you've gotta have the headline. That's why branding yourself in advance of a job search or when you start a job search is so important. Cannot go out to the talent market like, I'll just do any number of things. No, you gotta know, and you have to really find that sweet spot and then brand yourself for the jobs you want. That's the key nowadays. Brand yourself for the jobs you want so recruiters can spot you and say, aha, the very candidate I've been searching for, for the jobs you want, which means you have to decide what kind of jobs you want. Then you're going to construct a headline for that identifies you as a person who is going to be a perfect fit for the jobs that you want. And then you're going to make sure that all of those keywords are in your profile and you need a profile photo. Don't be out on LinkedIn without a photo. It looks bizarre. People imagine, you know, the worst. Like, why doesn't this person have a photo? Got to have a photo, some kind of photo up there. I've talked a lot about LinkedIn photos. So we will not belabor that topic right now, but that is my number one suggestion, Christine. Make it all about your LinkedIn profile and get it in. Uh, Now, step two, if you want to go further, take those keywords. You got the keyword, but the fact that you have a keyword whatever, a piece of software, um, 
um, you know, come up with a with a noun fuzzy, fuzzy soft. That's an adjective. Fuzzy soft um, software. You know, I've been using it on the job. Tell us a story about how you use that software, fuzzy soft, in your LinkedIn profile, in the description of the job where you used it. Right. So you just don't want the keyword in your profile somewhere because then we'll say, okay, well, this candidate, Christine, popped up in my search, but I do not know how Christine used Fuzzy Soft or how well she knows Fuzzy Soft. So tell a little story. I used Fuzzy Soft to design a bing a bing a bing. Make sense? Yeah. That is my suggestion for getting recruiters to contact you. It's going to be on LinkedIn and it's going to be a combination of keywords and your headline and then stories about those keywords that's going to get them to say, to reach out to you and say, hey, you want to get on the phone? All right. Next question is from Morgan. Morgan says, hi, Liz. I have been doing retail jobs and restaurant jobs for several years. I don't have any college. I'd like to move into an office job. How? Okay, great question, Morgan. Absolutely. That makes all the sense in the world. And I don't doubt at all that you could do these office jobs with one hand tied behind your back. I was actually shocked. Tell me if this is you too, folks. I was shocked when I got my first office job, how easy it was just sitting there. My husband was just telling me today, we took a long walk. It was freezing, but a good day for a walk, Sonny. And he's, he, he worked blue collar jobs, loading trucks on a loading dock, union jobs, and then he got an office job and he said, I was shocked how easy it was. It's like, yeah, office jobs are the, the difficult part of office jobs is the politics and the people and the nonsense and all the fear baked in. Um, but you know, as far as intellectually challenging, they're typically not, not right away, certainly. And I know Morgan that you can do these office jobs like, like breathing. So it's going to be kind of like we were just talking with Christine about you know, branding, same type of thing. You're going to do a resume, very correct, very precise, very friendly. I've published a gazillion million resume examples, human voice resumes. You'll find them in my stories on Forbes or on our blog, everywhere. And it's going to say your name, Morgan, whatever, your, um, you know, LinkedIn profile URL. So you're going to create a LinkedIn profile for yourself with a photo and everything. And what's the headline going to say? You know, uh, what office job do you want? Look at some job ads. Let's say it is customer service, you know, customer service pro looking for new opportunity. Now, here's the thing. You've been doing customer service, haven't you? Restaurant jobs? You kidding me? Retail jobs? Yeah. You're customer service pro like crazy. So you're going to say that as far as college, those Jobs, entry-level jobs in offices do not require any college, right? Don't worry about that. If you want to go to college at some point, you can or take some courses offered in your company, the company that you move into, but do not worry about that. The, 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 the bloom is off the rose with this idea that, oh, you couldn't do an office job unless you have a college degree. That's so absurd. When we start to really tell the truth about which jobs require a four-year degree, then there's going to be some reckoning that has to happen. And even large employers like Google have said, we're not going to ask for college. It's weird. They go from four years to none. Four years, you must have a degree to none. No, we don't care. Somebody realized emperor has no clothes. You don't need a degree. What? You don't need a degree to do these jobs. So it's going to be a branding thing, Morgan. 
look at my resume examples or do our course, uh, 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 our, our um, flagship job search course is called Get the Job You Deserve. It's all in there, excruciating detail, you know? Yeah, you can get an office job. It's going to be, you know, it's not going to be tips like you might have had at a restaurant job. It's going to be when we transition a lot of times, we have to like, okay, I'm going to have to make this work now because I don't get tips. Then again, we've been in COVID-19. You might have not been making any money or might, it might not even have that restaurant job or the retail job. So I think it's a fantastic idea to move into office jobs. And a lot of folks who do not have office experience are intimidated by at applying the idea of applying for office jobs, which is absurd because like I said, you worked a lot harder, I guarantee it, in your restaurant jobs and your retail jobs, or at least I did, uh, with the exception of the politics, which you just have to go into a Zen state and we'll talk about that another time, but all the best to you, Morgan. So here's my suggestion about taking a step in 2021. If there were ever a year to teach us that we better go after what we want to go after. You know, that year was 2020. Very tough year. And I think the message that got through to a lot of people was, what am I waiting for? You know, what, when, what conditions am I waiting for to say, here's the stuff that I want and here's what, I, what I'm willing to do to get there. Maybe 2020 showed us some things that aren't important to us. Maybe 2020 gave us some new habits and got us out of some old habits clarified you know this is what i really value and this is what i really want and so in terms of taking a step forward in 2021 my first suggestion is get a journal and start writing about what you want what's important to you in your life and in your career keeping in mind that bills are real and bills have to be paid but your life trumps your job as long as you can take care of yourself and the people who depend on you you deserve to do what you feel called to do that's a life's journey obviously it's not trivial it's not easy for anybody but what if you set your sights on having your life be more like what you want what you plan what you choose that is a that's an energetic shift right because when we're when we don't feel that that we have any place to 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 stand to dictate here's what i want who am i right i'm nobody i don't get to say here's what i want here's what i choose but what if you did just imagine that you did right from the standpoint what if i got to choose and maybe right now i can't i just can't i am stuck in a bad situation I'm not in the right living situation, you know, I'm not in the right financial situation. There's all these obstacles. Okay, no pressure, no pressure. You already have enough pressure. But let me just envision what I do want, what I'd like to work toward. Nobody's going to stop me from designing that life and career that I choose. And it's an act of courage to do it because there are probably voices, old tapes in your head, I certainly have them, implanted years ago that say no you have no right to any of that you don't even deserve that no who are you forget that you know why do you think you deserve anything different than what you've got right now you have to fight through some negativity from people that might not even still be on the earth god bless them maybe they were trying to keep you safe 
Maybe that was tapes implanted in their head, an earlier generation. But either way, you have to fight through, oftentimes, some, some negativity and some, some barriers to even give yourself permission to envision the life that you want. Right? And, and things aren't, you know, necessarily going to go the way you planned. But so what? Then you'll adjust. But you, you took this juncture, this moment, this opportunity to say, here's what I want. Just deciding what you want is so powerful. It is so, 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 so powerful. And you don't have to relegate my job or my career to like, okay, well, whatever job, jobs are stupid. I care about my creative expression. I care about my social time, my friendships, you know, I care about my health, but the job, well, you know, but it it can be that it can be nothing to you. I'm not trying to exalt the job and push it up the priority list so that it becomes your highest priority. Not at all. Might be just a way to pay the bills. Absolutely fine if that's what a job is for you. But if the job could mean more, if you could get more out of work than just a paycheck, why not give yourself permission to decide what that would look like? That's all I'm saying. Terms of taking a step in 2021, that's a really good step to take. I'm a complete firm believer in when you envision things, when you choose, get clear about what you want, that stuff tends to come in, tends to show up. All right. So yeah, it's 2021 and you got to pull out your resume. This is the time to pull out your resume, pull it up on your hard drive because you're going to update it. Whether you're job hunting or not, a year's a long time. Read through that resume. Think about what you've done over the past year, whether you've been employed or not. Think about what you could add to that resume, accomplishments, things you learned, things you taught other people, a way that you innovated, a way that you created a piece of content, an idea that you sold or championed or a project that you organized or led, right? Update that resume. If you are working and you cannot update your resume because you can't think of one single thing that changed, for you or any new resume fodder over 12 months, that is a signal that your job might not deserve you anymore because your job needs to give you new resume fodder in a year's time. It has to give you that because the real world moves on, time moves on, and we got to be growing. We got to be growing. If we're not growing and time's moving on, we're kind of slipping backwards. And so your job might not deserve you anymore. But most of the time, you're going to have things to add to your resume after 12 months, right? Something that you, you improved a process. You, you got rid of a bottleneck. You saved a situation that was going south. You talked a customer into not leaving you as a vendor. You, you, you made something different and better at work. We call them dragon slaying stories and they're really, really important in your resume. I came, I saw, I conquered. Gotta get those dragon slaying stories into your resume. Now at the beginning of the year, it's not just in case you decide to job hunt, but it's also so you don't forget these precious 2020 dragon slaying stories. You probably adjusted if you went from working in an office to working at home. That's a big adjustment. Did you do something to help the team or help one person 
make that transition. I know that's a dragon slaying story for a lot of people. You might have done some things differently this year. You might have shifted your job description a little bit. Write it down, write it down, claim it. You know what I say about claiming stuff. If you did it, claim it. If you did it, nobody knows you did it, but you claim it. If you did it and you can answer questions about it, claim it. If you did it, your manager didn't really want you to do it, but it needed to be done and you did it, claim it. If you did it after hours, claim it. If you did it and your manager would dispute that you did it, but you still did it, claim it. It's your resume. Nobody has anything to say about what goes on your resume except you. All right, that's the episode 49. I'm Liz Ryan. This is The Truth About Work. You can follow us, Human Workplace, as our company and our movement. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on LinkedIn. Come and check out our virtual courses and eBooks. Get on our mailing list. We're about to launch a new website. Yeah, making work human, you guys. That's the idea.